Welcome back to the Tennessee Star Report with your host, Michael Patrick Lee. 6.18 a.m. We are joined on our Newsmaker line right now by our friend of many years, uh, John Harris. John, the founder and CEO of Tennessee Firearms Association. Uh, this is a group that defends the Second Amendment here in Tennessee and has done so for 28 years. Good morning, John. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank you. Well, John, uh, what's going on with the Tennessee General Assembly, and are you happy or are you, are you displeased? Well, I will say I am um, not surprised by the cavernous lack of constitutional stewardship shown by our Senate this week. Um, that's quite a phrase. It, you call it the cavernous lack of constitutional awareness. Did I get that right? Yeah, cavernous lack. That's pretty good. That's a great phrase. Um, so it's uh, it's unfortunate. It really is. T tell me what. Tell tell me about it. What do, what do you mean by that? John? Well, we have you know discussed and pushed through TFA now for two decades or better the concept of you know Tennessee uh, lacks true constitutional carry. And the fact, you know, that clearly dates back in our statutes to at least 1801. And, you know, the, the Tennessee legislature, particularly under the control of the Republicans the last 13 years, and, and the Republican leadership, particularly in the Senate, have, have done everything possible, you know, every opportunity they had to block and stonewall efforts to try to move Tennessee towards true constitutional carry, which is quite simply just simply an environment that says if you can legally possess a firearm, it just simply isn't a crime for you to carry it in public. Where, Yeah, wherever you want in public, right? Right, right. I mean, it's, it's what most of us think of as the free exercise of a constitutional right, um, and, and we don't have it. We've never had it in Tennessee with respect to the Second Amendment. John, so, I, I'm just surprised that you constantly think that the, here in the United States— we got to have our constitutional rights. <laughs> I, know, I, I feel like, you know, I'm talking to the leadership in China sometimes as opposed to, <laughs> you know, elected officials in a constitutional republic because they really don't care what the governing document that restricts their authority as elected officials says. They do what they want to do, and they listen to both Governor Haslam's and Governor Lee's administration which clearly have demonstrated in the hearings this week, as, as one of the stories on Tennessee Star this week showed quite clearly, that they don't care what the Constitution says, nor do they really even understand what the Constitution says in terms of the existence of this right and what the right means, despite the fact that there are now, within the last 15 years, three U.S. Supreme Court decisions that have laid it out quite clearly what this concept stands for. John, do you think that the that that you and I ought to give to them copies of the book that you helped co-author with me, <laughs> The Guide to the Constitution to Bill of Rights for Secondary School Students? I think our kids that go to the Constitution be uh, probably know the Constitution better than some of our leaders in the Tennessee General Assembly. Wait, I would, that would be a marvelous idea. It's sad that it would be necessary, but in this particular context, we're talking about a provision of the Constitution that is literally one sentence, 
and the operative phrase is less than 10 words. Shall not be infringed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shall not be infringed. Actually, that's four words. Shall not be infringed. No doubt about it. I mean, it's clearly a a disposition, and Governor Lee's leading the charge, but he's got a lot of support, particularly in the Senate, with Randy McDowell and Jack Johnson and Todd Gardenhire, that they don't want this particular constitutional right to be recognized or understood in Tennessee. Is that bill dead in the water now? Well, here's what happened. Uh, The bill came through the House last Thursday, uh, last Wednesday, and came out of the House Civil Justice Committee in a format that we were substantially happy with. There had been an amendment put on it that we did not like because it created a conflict amongst four different statutes. Um, But otherwise, it would have eliminated, it would have done two, three things of necessity. It would have eliminated a sentence in the Tennessee statutes that says it's a crime to carry a firearm with the intent to go armed. That gets us substantially to the base concept of constitutional carry. The next thing it did, it would have provided that the handgun-only restrictions under Tennessee law for permits and permitless carries would be uh, repealed and that this would, all of those references to handguns would be substituted with references to the phrase firearms, which again, uh, arms in the constitutional context are not limited to firearms, but they certainly aren't limited to handguns. So it would have been a move in the right direction to say, firearms. Then the third thing it would have done is it would have changed the permitting age and the carry age in general from 21 down to 18. That's not really a change because the state has executed an agreement to be submitted in federal court in East Tennessee that already says that, um, you know, for example, Senator Johnson's bill from 2021 that imposed that restriction on its face, violates the Second Amendment, the 14th Amendment, and constitutes a federal civil rights violation. So reducing it to 18 statutorily cleans up the code, but it's something the state has already agreed through its new attorney general is completely unconstitutional and can't be enforced anyhow. And so that's what came through the House, and it's headed to the House floor, and Speaker Sexton signed on to that last week as a sponsor. So we feel comfortable that it's at least going to pass in the House. Then yesterday in Senate Judiciary, we've got a committee of nine uh, people appointed by Randy McNally to serve on that committee. Two of the nine are Democrats from Memphis, at least seven Republicans. And you've got to have five votes, five affirmative votes to get a bill out of that committee. Uh, Senator John Stevens, who has done a good job presenting this bill and advocating that we now have a, uh, a responsibility in the legislature to follow the Supreme Court's Bruin decision, was carrying the bill that was the, the companion version of what came through the House last week. And we had been told that of the seven Republicans, only three, Stevens himself, who serves on the committee, uh, Senator Kerry Roberts and Senator Don White, were willing to vote for the bill. That left Todd Gardenhire, the chairman, John Lundberg, Paul Rose, and Trent Taylor, four Republicans that would not support that bill. And they were listening predominantly to representatives from TBI and the Department of Safety who were sent over there 
according to Elizabeth Stroker's own words, Governor Bill Lee to oppose the legislation. So Governor Bill Lee, the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, are opposing this basic Second Amendment legislation. Absolutely. As are the Tennessee Sheriff's Association and the Tennessee Chiefs of Police Association. And so it got amended. It did come out of committee yesterday, but it was amended. And the way they amended it, it does nothing beyond uh, changing the 18 to 20 year old issue, uh, which, like I said a moment ago, is something that's sort of moot at this point because. There's an agreement being filed in federal court that says the state of Tennessee has violated the Constitution in numerous respects by having that law at present, and the state is agreeing that it will be federally enjoined from trying to enforce the restrictions. So, John, uh, the state Senate will pass that version of the bill. Will there be a conference committee between the Senate and the House, and how will that turn out? We have 60 seconds, John. Yeah, I think there absolutely uh, is will be a conference committee. I think Senator uh, McNally, Lieutenant Governor McNally, you know, he'll probably appoint three senators to it that will commit to him that they will do whatever Governor Lee, TBI, and the Department of Safety want, uh, or they will kill the bill in conference. And I think uh, Speaker Sexton will likely appoint three people since he's signed onto the bill that will try to hold firm on the House version. And so I, I'm not optimistic that although there should be, likely will be a conference committee, that a, an acceptable constitutionally sound bill will come out of that committee well, unless pressure can be put on, you know, Mr. Instagram Gates, <laughs> Lieutenant Governor. Yeah, and by the way, John, uh, the Lieutenant Governor is probably happy uh, that 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 the, the criticism here is on policy issues uh, and not on his personal behavior, <laughs> wouldn't you say? I would think so. All yeah. right, John Harris with the Tennessee Firearms Association. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and keep us up to speed on what happens with this, John. Yeah, All right, we'll be back with Crom Carmichael after this.